Sound of Hockey episode 244.5. Uh, we are happy to be here with you all for a lovely 0.5 episode. We haven't done a 0.5 episode no, in a bit. No, we have not. Uh, but we thought it was time to do one because we are fresh off of the NHL entry draft, which was held in Nashville on Thursday and Wednesday. I said that in reverse order <laughs> from how a normal person would say it, but Thursday and Wednesday uh, was days two and one. So... <laughs> Uh, of the draft. But the Kraken added 10 players to their prospect pipeline. So we're going to talk about that. We're not going to go into every player in detail. Um, Because this is a 0.5 episode, it'll be a little bit less structured than our regular episodes. A little more raw, a little more um, stream of consciousness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, This is a safe place though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Bar Down Studios. I don't know of a safer (laughs) place than than here. I mean, there's not even windows on this place. So it's almost like a panic room in here. Yeah. You know, do you think the lack of windows makes it safer or less safe? Because there's like fewer ways to escape, you know? It's a fair question. I mean, we do have a lot of hockey sticks that we could, you know, fight off people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's about it, though. We'll have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, happy to be here with you all. Uh, it's been an eventful couple of days, and it's going to be an even more eventful couple of days going ahead as we have lots happening in the next couple of days. <laughs> pretty much the next week. Yeah, my yeah. vocabulary is excellent right now. Yeah, uh, Lots of trades happened before the draft, so we wanted to talk through those. John is going to, to drive that bus. We're going to play a little interesting or carry on here. Usually the roles are reversed, so this will be fun, Ooh, a fun exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You're very the game itself is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true. You so don't want to carry gonna, on from the Not going to carry on from the game, okay. but we're going to play. All right. I think we, we foreshadowed a couple of these, um, but they came to fruition. Kevin Hayes going to St. Louis Blues for a sixth round pick. Going the other way to the Flyers. Flyers are retaining half his salary, $3.5 million. Mm-hmm. Interesting or carry on? Kind of interesting. I mean, Kevin Hayes is a big named player. Did Was Tori Krug involved in that in the he end? He was or? not. I okay. mean, that's essentially what... He wouldn't waive his... That's right. No trade so, to go to Philadelphia. So. But I think Philadelphia had some other components in that trade uh-huh. if he was included. So right, that was right, the right. deal. Okay. Yeah, kind of interesting. I don't know if we have to say much more <laughs> about it, but it's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. All right. We're just classifying that. We're as calling interesting. it interesting, yeah. but we're carrying on. Yeah, yeah, not that interesting, right? Avalanche sent Alex Newhook to the Montreal Canadiens for a 2023 first round draft pick, a 2023 second round draft pick, and Gianni Fairbrother. Mm. That one is interesting. We have the local connection there with Gianni Fairbrother, of course, a an Everett Silver Tip legend, um, or at least an alumni. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and I think the Alex Newhook piece is interesting too. I like Alex Newhook. I he's still, love, still young. I think he's still got oh, plenty of uh, plenty of upsides. So. I love Alex Newhook. Seeing I, him, yeah, seeing him play. I, w- I want to say it was that uh, it might have been the early season game when Philip Grubauer got hurt. I was at that game in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Newhook was hands down the best player that night for for Colorado. Oh God, he's so I don't good. I, like. I don't think he's very consistent, but. Um, there's nights where he can be really, really good. So, um, yeah, he's, he's like 22. So, uh-huh. yeah, he's right. There. Still young. So he's old. Yeah, now. he's aged out. It feels he, like he's been around for a long time, though. Here's right? something I I don't know if I alluded it to in my musings this week, but there is talk that Colorado needs to dump some salary, mm-hmm. right? And Newhook is an RFA, probably demanding a little bit more money mm-hmm. for next season, and. There was discussion that San Gerard was on the trading block to right. dump some salary. Yeah. Which I think would be an amazing fit for Seattle. I would agree. You don't know what the cost is. He's got four years left on his deal. So I'm wondering if 
the fact that Alex Newhook was shipped out impacts the potential of Gerard needing to be moved, let alone to the Seattle. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I thought when I first saw the trade, that Gerard might not be traded anymore. Because so. they can like keep him now. Right. Because they can mm-hmm. retain him. So interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I think I don't think Colorado's done, but um that's not, that's how I interpreted it. Yeah. Uh okay, so that's two for two on interesting trades. What do you got next? <laughs> we foreshadowed this one. Pierre Luc Dubois yeah. is going from Winnipeg to the LA Kings. Yeah. I hate it. For Gabriel Velarde. Right. Alex Ayafalo. And Rasmus Kapari. Yeah. The Kings are, I don't know, I thought they were like pretty stacked last season in terms of who they had brought in. Um, I think when you add Dubois to that mix, they're a scary team. I think they're a pretty scary team. Yeah, but team. don't you think Velarde and Ayafalo are significant I guess, but pieces I think of what LA? You're, what you're getting out of Dubois is more than what those guys, like they're- Some of the parts? Yeah, just like lower in the lineup kind of players so i'm i like those guys though yeah i'll tell you that i don't really you care for pierre it's, luc dubois it's I, well i don't think he's like quite hit i think he's got a ton of skill and size and this and that but um he has you know i think about other players that have managed to land in a bunch of different places you know like uh i don't know who's who's been moved a lot anthony duclair max domi alex galchenyuk people like that that make you think like well what's up with these guys why do they have to get moved so much um and i think they're there's kind of starting to have that sort of reputation for dubois he's kind of asked his way out of two separate places now um of course those are places that well we easy don't to, we easy don't need to trash yeah, these yeah, places yeah. but they're not necessarily the most popular destinations for um, for players, I do know that people like Columbus. Some people really like Columbus. I know that, but anyway, Johnny Hockey likes Columbus. Yeah. Um, what else you got? That was interesting. It's an interesting trade. I don't. Um, I, I think it's a pretty good piece of work actually by the Winnipeg Jets, considering that they were in that situation where Dubois had asked his way out and they weren't going to pay. You know, he was he was going, and they still got a pretty good return for him. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, Calgary shipped off Tyler Toffoli to New Jersey Devils. Mm -hmm. I'm going to butcher this name. I know it. Igor Sharonjovich. Good. That's pretty good. good. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. um, So. And a third round. I do find this one interesting. Um, I think Sharonjovich was one of those players that was kind of rumored to be on the move. They were kind of getting up against it. Didn't you kind of like him for Seattle as well? I kind of did, but then he got scratched a bunch of times this season. (laughs) So I was like, all right, maybe not. But uh, fun fact on this one. So uh, Dmitry Filipovich had a tweet. Uh, There was a pick that was involved in that one for Toffoli. The tweet says that pick has been on quite the journey. And the first picture is uh, Callie Yarncruck traded to the Calgary Flames by the Kraken for uh, a 2022 second round pick which ended up being David Goyette last year, and the 2023 third-round pick, which... So hold on, put a pin in that. So <laughs> 2022 third-round pick, right? That 2022 third-round pick then was part of the deal to acquire Oliver Bjorkstrand. So Seattle moved that pick to Columbus to be part of the Bjorkstrand deal. Mm-hmm. Then Columbus traded that pick for Damon Severson to the New Jersey mm-hmm. Devils. Okay, And then the New Jersey Devils traded that pick along with Sharon Govich to... The Calgary Flames. So it's, it's back. Circle. It's back. Yeah. Where it started. Amazing. <laughs> Is that wild? Maybe it's uh, for a bo- maybe they'll offer sheet somebody because yeah. you need those picks. You do. I don't know who they would do that to, and that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But who, wait, who's going to offer sheet whom? Well, whom? In order to offer sheet anybody, the compensation back mm-hmm. to that player or to that team 
needs to be you need to own your picks. You can't use oh. like a second round or a third round from that you acquired some other way. But does it is it I guess it's still your own pick if it originated as your as your pick. And, and it you doesn't matter it because else? they just used it today. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Good point. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. So that that point is moot, but it was yes. an interesting theory while it lasted. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, c- uh carry on now. Okay. That was interesting, but carry on. Ross Colton gets traded from Tampa Bay to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, only interesting because I think Colton's a pretty good player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's an RFA too. So mm-hmm. then all of a sudden that backfills. Yeah. Mm. New hook. So, okay. um, maybe Sam Gerrard's Sam back Gerard's in play. Back on, yeah, the, okay, yeah. okay. back on the block. Okay. Maybe. We're going to, we're going to move along. Yep. The Vegas Golden Knights. They're so loyal to their players. Yeah. They ship Riley Smith off to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, I mean, what has he done for him lately? <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> one of the original misfits. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's off to Pittsburgh for a third round draft pick in 2024. Uh, yeah. Well, they got to do it, right? They got to move out the yeah. the salary. So, okay. I'm going to move quickly on this one. All right. The Islanders sent Josh Bailey and a 2026 second round pick. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> to the Blackhawks. No, no. We already carried okay. on. Okay. The Edmonton Oilers traded Kyler Yamamoto and Clem Costin to the Detroit Red Wings for the favorite Trade bait of all. Mm. Future considerations. Yeah. Love that guy. Salary dump. Mm-hmm. So not that interesting. Not that interesting. On. Okay. Carry on. He's, you know, Spokane boy though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was and, talk about him uh, getting bought out too. So. Right. And Clem Costin was also the one that injured John Hayden in the fight this year. It's somewhat self-inflicted though. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. How about this? John Hayden was fighting Clem Costin when he got hurt this year. That's Is that way better? to put it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay, and really the last, there was a lot of trades that involved draft picks, but we're not going through all those. The last blockbuster is Tampa Bay traded away, pending UFA, Mm -hmm. Corey Perry, to the Chicago Blackhawks for a 2024 seventh-round draft pick. Interesting or carry on? Uh, I'm going to go with carry on. So we're moving on to uh, the draft itself. So those are all the the trades in the lead-up, which made us... Kind of think that there could be some fun like draft day trades uh, just because it seemed like things were moving. That wasn't the case. There were pretty much no player trades made other than, I guess, Corey Perry went today, but there wasn't much. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the draft itself was was fine. I think it would have been more fun if we were there, if I'm being honest. I kind of wish we had gone, but I don't know. What were your thoughts in general? Did you did you think it was a good event, I guess? Uh, I think the TV production was really good, Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was fun. I still enjoy the draft. I thought it was one of the more boring drafts I've ever watched. Uh, I don't know. Like the draft itself, not yeah. the production. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there wasn't, there was no trades on day one. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw somebody mention it was like the first time in you know, 15 years there hasn't been a trade on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's accurate or not. but And it kind of went pretty chalk, right? As the great Andy Ide would say, it went chalk. It's pretty... To me, I mean, yeah, there's there was a couple sh- uh, shifts here and there, but nothing jar- draw dropping. No more insiders. None, none of that. So. Yeah. No, I was surprised to see um, Connor Bedard go number one, but beyond that, um, yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah. No. Uh, so I think a couple that were like slightly surprising, though. I I think everyone expected Adam Fantilli to go number two to the Ducks. Uh, go number two, as in get selected number two, not, not like. Okay. Not a bathroom break. Got it. Um, And then uh, he ended up slipping to number three to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I think Columbus is pretty happy with that. They got him following the pick of Kent Johnson. So they got two good Michigan boys. Uh, 
So I think they're they're on the up and up there in Columbus. But yeah, I, I, I mean, like a couple of Wolverines, a couple in, of Wolverines. In, in yep. We Buckeye need a little country. U of M talk to uh, get that one reviewer from the other day. Uh, <laughs> happy that's right uh matt Faye mitchkov ended up going to philadelphia i just thought that story was kind of interesting because you know he was obviously he's a russian player so that makes things a little uh murkier in general but also there was some talk like a couple years ago that he could be number one over bedard oh, so yeah. um and then kind of the the lead up to the draft he teams were having like a hard time meeting with him uh i guess and then uh he did meet with Philadelphia somewhat secretly and like told him that's where I want to play. So then people are like, Oh, so are you kind of manipulating like where you want to land? Um, so it felt, felt kind of strange, but, um, good for, good for Philadelphia, I guess, for getting him. I think he's going to be a really good player. And I think it's one of those scenarios where if they can actually get him here, cause that's kind of the question that I think he's going to be great, but who knows? I mean, usually mm, it's, it's hard to say how this yeah. can play out. Um, there's a lot of factors and even more factors I, but now like, in the world. Yeah, and I almost wonder, like you said, he, he manufactured where he wants to play. I mean, he didn't want to play in, let's say, Anaheim or Columbus. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. That's, maybe he comes over earlier uh, because it's not – those contracts aren't, like, unbreakable. Mm-hmm. It's just less likely. Um, and so maybe he – it was a ruse the whole time that he's he's going to be in Russia for another three years. So, yeah. Um, we don't know um, right, right. until we know. And by the way, I should mention, because I gave Columbus kind of a ricochet shot earlier mm-hmm. that I didn't really mean to, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Adam Fantilli was asked a while ago, what team would you want to play for if you could pick? And he picked Columbus. So that's pretty cool. Where was that documented? On the NHL Twitter account. They had a video. Why would anybody admit where they want to go? I don't know. It seems sketchy, but cool. Okay. Well, that's what he said. I saw a video of him saying it himself from the horse's mouth. Not that I'm calling him a horse either, but I mean, that was pretty much it. The only other thing that I think was notable was Carey Price uh, presenting the the pick for the Canadiens and completely forgetting who the pick was, which was pretty funny. He got up and said- No, he didn't completely forget. Well, he had the first name. David, uh, not going to work here anymore. David- (laughs) David Reinbacker. So, um, but it was very funny. It was like a long stretch where he's like looking around, like, hey, can somebody tell me who we're picking? Because I can't remember his last name. So, yeah. um, there's a very funny tweet, and I'm sorry I'm not giving it credit because I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was like every David in the building right now. And it was like this guy, like, really anxiously awaiting, like, oh my God, oh my God, it could be me. But uh, yeah, funny, funny stuff. And then Bill Guerin uh, saying he appreciated Tootsies in Nashville, keeping everybody hydrated. That was yeah. uh, also yeah. a funny moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, nothing, nothing terribly surprising. I know there were a few fan bases out there that weren't thrilled with their picks. Um, it happens. Uh, there's every year there's a team that goes kind of off the board and you never really know what's going to happen. And so, every year there's a fan base that, that thinks feels they, they're experts. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that the Arizona pick was kind of in that Moritz Sider where like, what's that kid's name? Simichev, I think. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he got picked and looked really shocked that he had been picked. Um, where he was picked. So that was that. I was love kind that. Of good. I yeah, love that, too. Yeah, That's great. So. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Kraken went with Edward Schala out of the Czech League. Uh, at the time that they picked, Gabe Perot was still there. People were thinking that it was going to be Gabe Perot. John, you got a little bit of shame from the Sound of Hockey account for predicting that it would be either Perot or Musty going to the Kraken. Instead, it was Edward Schala. So you got shamed. All right. I got shamed. Yeah. 
Um, shame on you. But yeah, uh, pick number 20, I think in general, I, I think that the, the reception of that is just fine. Where I think it makes a lot of sense is that Robert Cron obviously knows the Czech market very, very well. Uh, he's from there and knows everyone in Czech Republic, or excuse me, Czechia. I should say. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I assume he just knows everyone. So that would be helpful for getting information. But it was funny. They they announced that. And, you know, I in my like five minutes of looking up who Gabe Perot was, I was like, oh, man, I really hope they take Gabe Perot. <laughs> and then uh, and then they picked somebody else. And I was like, oh, why didn't they pick Gabe Perot? And I was like, oh, because Robert Cron knows what he's doing. So I think so much that we can never understand and, and just by watching is is what kind of character people these players have, mm-hmm. you know, their work ethic. And that's like talking to trainers and coaches and other team managers or whatever. Um, and Kron has that connection with, I, I mean, he, beyond just the Czechia teams, right? Because I think he's still based in North America. But you imagine when he's selecting somebody, he's pretty sure of him from Czechia. Uh, and it sounds like he's going to play in the OHL next season with the Barry Colts, according well, to and Jeff. Another kind of cool thing is he should be playing World Juniors next year as well, yeah. which is always fun to see some cracking players playing world juniors yeah suddenly we get super into watching team czechia yeah yeah, that's the priority yeah Yeah. uh the kraken had three second round picks so they they used up uh those picks on carson rakoff of the ohl uh he is with the kitchener rangers so that was pick number 50 uh pick number 52 they picked oscar fisker molgard who is a danish player but he's playing in sweden you had a fun fact on that one so yeah his dad played six seasons with Oliver Bjorkstrand's dad in Denmark. So the more I read about this kid and watch, like, I really like him. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. You should not take my opinion as great, but uh, because I, you know, I've spent maybe a couple hours total researching all the draft picks at this stage. But uh, from what I've seen, I'm really impressed with him. He actually, of the, of the first year draft eligible players that are playing in the Swedish elite league, he had the second most points behind Leo Carlson, who went mm. number two overall. So right. encouraging things from that I, I'm seeing about this kid. Uh, they then picked Lucas Dragasevich. I hope I'm saying that right, uh, from the Tri-City Americans and WHL. First of three WHLers that they picked. And yeah, the others were Caden Price and Caden Hamill. So a couple of Cadens, a few WHLers. Uh, they did get a goalie in the draft. They got uh, They got some great names. The goalie's name is Visa. Visa Visa Vedenpa. That's a pretty awesome name. Uh, we didn't touch on that one with with Chris Peters, but we probably could have put him on our all name team. The other one we missed on the all name team, and the Kraken didn't pick him, but uh, the Blackhawks took Marcel Marcel. Yeah, that one we really missed the boat yeah, on that one we did. when we, we were talking. Totally to Chris dropped Peters. the ball. Yeah, that's we'll okay. bring that up. Uh, but so they didn't pick Marcel Marcel, but they did pick Zeb Forsfjall which is a pretty good name, and also Zachariah Wisdom. So a couple of solid names in there from the Kraken. It's always so hard to tell, right? Because like we don't have the same kind of knowledge of prospects as a Chris Peters or uh, a scouting staff, for example. Yeah, um, that's paid to do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it seemed like everybody was happy. You know, they, they always seem like they're happy. But watching the, the, the recap of Robert Cron, it seemed like they pretty much got who they wanted, right? For the most part, yeah, that's what they said. And, anyway. But yeah, you never know if that's yeah. just what they say. I mean, it seems like they got some really value based on the like the consensus mm-hmm. positions versus where they selected. Yeah, you know that said, who who really knows? We could pretend like we're experts on these guys, but we're not. We're gonna see them next week. Yeah, at development camp, so that's gonna be exciting. What is also cool is three WHL players 
tubing in the U.S. One one Tri Cities, one Everett Silvertip. Yeah, yeah, I love that they picked an Everett Silvertip. That's so awesome. we're gonna get to see them. Yeah, um, and we haven't really had that opportunity. I don't think even uh, Fergus came down here last year mm-hmm. when Moose Jaw did not come down here last year. No. So excited about that, and uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Well, we did it. We got through the draft. Um, yeah, I guess coming up, though, I mean, there is a lot here. So by the time you hear this, tomorrow, uh, we're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow, they're going to have uh, their RFAs are going to be qualified or not qualified. Uh, the buyout period ends. So if they're going to buy anybody out, we'll find that out tomorrow. Um, and then free agency starts on July 1. Any free agents you're targeting? Anybody specific? You Last know, year, you kind of hit the nail on the head with Burakovsky. I yeah. wanted to give you credit and for that. And to be going back further, Wenberg mm-hmm. is another one I uh, identified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's like really hard to kind of nail down what they will do. Um, it's a weird class, and they're in kind of a weird spot because they really don't have any open roster positions. And somewhat depends on who they um, qualify. qualify. Yeah. Uh, we don't think we've gone over this probably 100 times now. We don't anticipate Sprong being qualified. This is a good opportunity for shame because if... That's a very good... This sets up shame. We've really gone hard on we don't think Sprong is getting qualified and we could be dead wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, So... And we think Geeky is going to be qualified, but mm-hmm. I'm, I've am i been nervous about that one in general. Okay. The only point I'm bringing that up, because we're talking in context of free agency, is that those are two roster spots that are, that are probably earmarked for them mm-hmm. uh, if they are qualified. Mm-hmm. That said, both those guys were healthy scratched a couple times this, this season. So yeah. you can imagine you can upgrade, maybe not in their specific positions, but maybe like we talked about in the top six, then everybody moves down a notch and all of a sudden the Sprongs or Geekies are scratched. Now, the one kind of replacements, I th- I'm thinking of Donato, because Donato's a UFA and we don't anticipate him getting signed before free agency, but can Colin and Ty Cartier fill in that those gaps mm-hmm. for those players? Mm-hmm. That's a big question. We'll kind of see. I just don't, I feel like they have to do roster moves to, to sign anybody significant yeah. or sign somebody significant, then do roster moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a perfect world, we have another Oliver Bjorkstrand type trade. I mean, I think it's unrealistic to expect something like that, but the Kraken have the space and they can kind of create that opportunity and wheel and deal. And all of a sudden you got another Oliver Bjorkstrand type trade. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting next week, next couple of weeks. So stay tuned to the Sound of Hockey podcast, thesoundofhockey.com, at sound underscore hockey on the Twitter. Uh, subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. By the way, I saw a thing on Twitter the other day. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I think Stitcher is going away completely. I could be wrong on that, but so if that's the case, that so one if you're on Stitcher, that that one person that was yeah, that we still us make sure, yeah, to yeah. Uh, to get us on Stitcher at the beginning, like years ago, it was one specific person that kept giving us a hard time because we weren't on Stitcher, but and they we were got advocating for others. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's. At least six people out there that are like, <laughs> no, not Stitcher. We're loyal to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, subscribe on at least on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, <laughs> maybe Stitcher if it still exists. And we'll talk to you all very soon for episode 245. Cheers. Cheers.